3: Sorry, I'm not buying it. The, uh, the Capital Star, which covers Pennsylvania politics, has a story that says nearly 10% of youth in Pittsburgh school districts identify as gender diverse, a new study finds. That's the quote. That's the headline. And a pediatrician named Casey Kidd, who did the survey, writes, quote... It seems that more and more teens are identifying as transgender, gender-fluid, or non-binary. Casey didn't think the survey conducted by the CDC that said 1.8% of high school students identified as transgender was accurate. That sounds a little high to me, but Casey says she put together a survey asking more inclusive questions, and she came up with 9.2%. Well, if that number is accurate, we are in big trouble because it means that one out of every ten kids is walking around on the planet not knowing if they're a boy or a girl. If that's true, I'd say that means we're pretty much doomed. Maybe I'm crazy, but I think since we're dealing with teenagers, that's a pretty good, there's a pretty good chance that peer pressure and attention-seeking has a lot to do with the answers they're getting. Uh, being transgender has become glamorized, and it's a great way for a kid to get attention. Not only do you get attention by coming out, Uh, as the opposite sex that you are, but you you might even get some special treatment. You might find lots of people slobbering all over you and telling you how wonderful and courageous you are. Again, we're dealing with teenagers who can be pretty dumb. And when we come back, I will talk to the guy who I consider to be one of the best sources of this stuff, Walt Heyer. He went through the whole transgender routine, lived as a woman for seven years, and transitioned back to a man. He counsels people with transgender regret. I have a pretty good feeling he's not buying any of this. And we will switch gears quite a bit for the second half half hour. I'm going to do a little sports. There's a new cheating scandal in baseball, and it's making the game almost impossible to watch. We'll talk about that with a sports columnist from the Washington Post. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows of Rust, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows of Rust offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 6-30-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windows or us Pittsburgh.com. That's windows or us Pittsburgh.com.
4: I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family, and I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg,
5: see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at UnitedFaithMortgage.com.
2: We our United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a TBA, United Mortgage Corp, 25 Metal Park, Rome, Middle New York License Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalism Consumer Access.org, Corporate Animalist Number 1335, Rec Animalist Number 65233, Equal Housing Lender, License in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
0: Excuse me, why don't
2: you have life insurance yet?
0: I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening.
5: You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a
0: dollar a day. That would be amazing. What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call
5: or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010. Or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states.
0: This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer.
3: Now, before the break, I told you about the survey done by a pediatrician named Casey Kidd. She, she uh, claims to have found that 9.2% of high school students in Pittsburgh had a gender identity that did not fully align with their sex assigned at birth. Walt Heyer knows all about this. He lived as a woman for eight years, then transitioned back to living as a man. He now counsels people with transgender regret. He's authored several books on the subject, and his website is sexchangeregret.com. Walt joins us now. Walt, thanks for being here again. Always good to have you on.
8: Yeah, thanks, John. Happy to to talk to you.
3: So uh, you are my go-to guy on this stuff. Um, What's your immediate reaction to the 9.2% number?
8: Well, oh my gosh, you know, this gets a little bit more insane all the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, you you put a form in front of a child and he fills it out and they come up with this, whatever number she's got, nine something, and they, they're they going to use this to try to convince people that there's a whole lot of kids out there that need hormone therapy and they need to transition and all this sort of stuff. The fact of the matter is, if they would take a form and fill it out and ask the kids why do you hate yourself why do you want to harm yourself because transitioning uh, the word i don't even like the word because nobody actually transitions right Fact to the matter is the fact of the matter is that when you decide to go through this idea of trying to become somebody else you're you're conducting uh, self-harm you're trying to erase who you are that's much different than trying to become someone else so the the real question in a survey should be asked, why do you want to erase who you are? Why do you want to self-harm? Why do you want to uh, do all this stuff? And, And I do that with kids. And the fact of the matter is, when I ask those questions of young people under the age of 18, oftentimes they tell me, well, I'm just doing it because my friend's doing it or because I saw something on the internet or I thought it would be fun. And they confide in me that they're really not transgender. They're really not uh, you know, non binary. It's just kind of a fun thing to do. It's a fad. You know, I yeah. I call it a social contagion. The, the idea that there are all all these kids out here that are gender confused uh is is just total nonsense. I mean they're buying the kids are saying they are when they are actually doing it because it's a fad. It's a fun thing, you know. So uh I just really get so upset at these pediatricians who are doing this because it's a political thing. And we've turned gender into a political bomb. And uh, the the fact of the matter is the left, the people who push these gender identity things are suffering from, uh, they just can't take the truth. If you can't face reality, uh, there's something really wrong with you because no one in the history of mankind has ever changed a man into a woman or a woman into a man. All they do is give them cosmetic surgeries or give them hormones. The fact of the matter is not one person has ever changed from one gender to the other. It's just nonsense.
3: Yeah, and uh, you keep saying that, and and uh, you lived it. And uh, what you just brought up there about uh, asking the kids why they hate themselves or what is it about? Why do you want to change who you are? Or why why do you want to erase who you are? You never hear that uh, even discussed. Um, you never hear that even discussed as a uh, when when the people who are pushing this stuff are um, you know are, are analyzing what's going on. That's not that, that that I don't think anybody's ever asking that question, and and they're not I even uh, they're not even acting like that part of it exists that, that it's an erasure you never hear that word used
8: well you know why if they did and they got serious about sitting down and talking to these children um, and asking them why do you want to erase uh, or destroy uh, who you are because it's really self-destructive behavior you actually you're not becoming someone else we know that's false the only thing a, a kid can do is is destroy who he is. So we we look at this. I call it self-destructive behavior. But why do you want to destroy yourself? Were you harmed by somebody? Were you bullied? Do you have some underlying condition? Do you want to do this because it's fun, because you saw it on the Internet? But see, if they ask those questions and the kids would give them a response that, well, I'm just doing it for fun, that doesn't fit their narrative. They, They can't give somebody hormone blockers if they're just doing it for fun. And, and so I look for questions that dig deep into what the issues are. And sometimes, maybe it's the parents got divorced, maybe their mother's dying from cancer. I mean, I can go through a list of two or three hundred different reasons why kids do this. And sometimes it's just a temporary escape uh, that feels good to them. And, but the, the critical thing is that not one of these children should ever be given hormone blockers or none of these girls should have their breasts removed like they're doing today. This is so barbaric. I mean, it's like Frankenstein taking over our children. And I think the the schools have, they turned the schools, the public school systems into an indoctrination center for the LGBT. I think the parents who don't like this stuff should just take their kids out of school. The, the public school systems are no longer teaching, reading, writing, and arithmetic. All they're doing is trying to teach kids how to change genders and you can't do it. And we need to. We need to learn why these kids don't like who they are.
3: And in case you missed it, and just tuning in, I want to make sure you know who you're listening to here, because it's Walt hire and he he lived as a woman for eight years. Uh, he went through the transgender uh, experience, and then had regret and and came back, and he's he's been living as a man ever since. Uh, And he's authored several books on this subject. And the website is sexchangeregret.com. So this is not someone who's uh, uh, speaking uh, about this without some knowledge of what goes into it. There's not anybody out there with a better idea of what's involved in all this than Walt Heyer. So I want to make sure you know that as we continue here. Uh, But this pediatrician, Walt, uh, Casey Kidd, said she asked more inclusive questions than the CDC did in 2017 when it came up with
8: 1.8%. Yeah, you know, I, I, I got to tell you something. These I used to do research study for a large corporation, and you can line up the way that you ask questions so you get the response you want. And that's all they do with these things. These tests are absolutely bogus, phony, ridiculous. They're They're intended to get a response. She wants to... Make herself look good, like she's like the most brilliant little pediatrician in the world. Sorry, you're not asking the right questions. And we're harming kids with this nonsense. I get too many of these kids contacting me. You know, a 13-year-old who identified as a boy from the age of 10 contacting me. And I worked with her for like two weeks. And she, she was identifying as a boy. Now she's a girl. Back, and she says, you know, I looked at your videos. I, I so appreciate what you've done. I love being a girl. I don't, you know, I had some things that happened to me when I was younger and I don't need to do this. My friends told me I should be a transgender and I'm so glad that I found you. And I I've done this with four girls just in the last probably three months. So, you know, uh, we just need to ask the right questions and trying to affirm them, uh, is, is child abuse. Uh, telling them they can change genders is child abuse. It's emotional and psychological child abuse. We shouldn't be doing it. We shouldn't affirm any of these children in a gender. They cannot, they cannot biologically become a different gender. They can't medically become a different gender. And the hormones won't make them a different gender. They can look like they changed. They can make them look a boy like a girl, but he's still not a girl. He's a boy. And there's always going to be a boy. Once that sperm... Hits the egg at conception. The job is done. It's fixed. It's unchangeable. People need to get that through their head and stop this nonsense.
3: And so, you know, one of the things that uh, that occurred to me about this uh, with kids, uh, even if you think back to when you were a teenager, when I was a teenager, uh, kids, kids, especially when they're in their in their early teens, they really have no com- concept of of something that's permanent. They don't even understand in many cases that death is permanent and that's some of the reason why you have kids shooting each other and killing each other and 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 ending up in prison for the rest of their lives they they, they don't they're not able to con- uh, conceptualize what it is about something that can't be reversed uh so that's exactly and I think a good example of it is tattoos, for example. You see 19, yeah. 20 year old girls with tattoos all over their bodies. They think it looks good now. And as opposed to when I was a kid or you were a kid and you had a certain hairstyle or you wore certain clothes that nobody wears anymore, you look at old pictures of yourself and you say, Boy, I look bad. I'm glad I, I got, you know, I'm glad I got over that. You can't get over a tattoo. And I think as it seems to me it's the same thing. With this, it's a lot worse, but it's the same idea that when you say I'm going to have my breasts removed, there's there, it's it's done. You did it. It's over with. Yeah.
8: Well, there's another word that they don't people don't talk much about. It's called consequences.
3: Yeah, that's the and, other
8: thing. You know, and people don't ever engage in the fact that well, if you do this, the consequences are this is going to harm you for the rest of your life. You're going to be on. This drug or that drug or this issue or that issue, you're not going to be able to produce children. You're not going to be able to be a mom. You're not going to be able to be a dad. You can adopt a child, but you're not going to be able to produce one. Uh, so we're harming children. This is, this is child abuse. It's, we're allowing kids to self-destruct and we're actually helping them. You know, we're aiding and abetting their self-destruction, trying to erase an entire generation. You know, I get so fed up with these this left-wing nonsense, I'm sorry to say, you know, if they can't kill the baby in the womb, they're going to change their gender when they come out. This is just total insanity.
3: And and uh, the nine, I'm sorry, the one point, what was it that I say, 1.8% that the CDC came up with, and then there's the 9.2% that this uh, pediatrician, Casey Kidd, came up with. Do you have a number in your mind that makes any sense about the percentage of kids who have these genuine feelings that they need to change their gender?
8: No, I don't think anybody has a, a real number on it, because I know when I sit down and talk to a kid who thinks that he has a, a real issue, when you talk to him and, and work through that with their parents, oftentimes you'll find out they really don't have an issue. So, you know, the, the fact is they may report having an issue, but if you spend time with them and talk about the underlying comorbidities, you'll learn they really don't have one. They just did it for some other reason. So, you know, these tests like this, this is nonsense what she's talking about. And pediatricians like this should be challenged by other pediatricians uh, in their research work. I would love to sit down with her and and look at her study and then have her take one of the tests that I would give them and tell her, give those kids this test. I'll write the test out and you give this
3: test. What uh, kind of reaction do you get from pediatricians when you uh, challenge them, as you just said, as you just described now?
8: Well, there's some very good pediatricians that absolutely love what I'm saying and think that uh, that's exactly what should happen. But then you've got some Um, what I would call wacko pediatricians who think it's really fine for kids to quote, change genders. They can't change. And so I think uh, some of these uh, pediatricians are somehow so embedded into this ideology that they, they're just going to promote it and promote it and promote it. That maybe is the way that they uh, survive financially, that they have these gender clinics do surveys. They're probably all on the left side of the aisle uh, promoting this stuff and are unwilling uh, to look at the real truth and dig down into what the comorbidities are that are causing people to not like who they are, especially young children.
3: And how much of this has uh, this problem increased because of the the push that uh, for everybody to accept everybody without being judgmental? And, and if you are, in other words, if, if, if someone looks at this uh, and says, but that just doesn't seem normal to me, you're told that there's something wrong with you if you think there's anything wrong with any of this stuff um, yeah. how, how, and how much of it is is uh just that we are now told that you have to accept whatever somebody says about themselves or however they identify if they identify as a giraffe you have to say yeah I agree you're that's fine that's okay with me that that seems to there seems to be more of that now than there was twenty twenty five years ago the acceptance thing yeah
8: yeah, I, I'm not going to collaborate with the insanity of that. They're, they're, they're boys. If they want to wear a dress, they can wear a dress. They're still not going to become girls. If they change, Larry changes his name to Laura, he's still a boy. Uh, if he puts on lipstick, he's still a boy. If Linda wants to become Larry and she wears men's clothes, she's still Linda. Uh, we need to get that. I mean, this is the truth. We're supposed to be teaching kids the truth and mm-hmm. we're lying to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, this is no wonder. You know, Sweden has got an accurate study on this. Probably the only country that does it says if you if you change genders, you're 19 times more likely to commit suicide and die by, by suicide. And so, why don't we work with the children and find out why they don't like who they are? Because actually, identifying as a transgender in some ways, I look at as the suicide that you live through because you've just erased who you are to become someone who you cannot become, uh, but you're still alive. And so I think that gives us an opportunity to dig in and find out what is really wrong with them. And when I do this a hundred percent of the time, whether it's an adult or a child uh, or middle age or 20, 21, 22, they can tell me exactly what it was that caused them to identify as a transgender. And they're not born that way. Not one. Of, this is a childhood developmental disorder and parents and adults are perpetrating this crime upon our children
3: i only have uh, less than a minute here walt this has all been mainstreamed and normalized it's even making its way into the military is the trend reversible
8: well anything's reversible with laws uh but it right now we're in a situation where you know the the laws are such that um you know, we're just going to have to sit here and, and I'm not I'm not going to participate in this nonsense. But, you know, I wrote an article about the military back in 2015 and and it went viral within two hours. I think it it actually ended up in uh, the White House West Wing Daily Briefing when Trump was president. And they talked about it because I said, you know, this is, you know, the, 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 the military is a lean, mean fighting machine. And you don't put mean, mean fighting machine men on the front line in high heel shoes. So I'm sorry. This is not the right thing to do.
3: Hey, Walt, uh, you are. there's not a guest that I have on my show who I think uh, is more important and says things that make more sense than you do. I'm out of time. Always good to have you on. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Bye-bye. That's Walt Heyer. We'll be right back.
5: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin concluded their summit with an agreement to return their nation's ambassadors to their post in Washington and Moscow and a plan to begin work toward replacing the last remaining treaty between the two countries, limiting nuclear weapons. President Biden held a
0: news conference
5: after the meeting.
0: I made it clear to President Putin that we'll continue to raise issues of fundamental human rights Because that's what we are. That's who we are. The idea is we hold these true self-evident that all men and women, we haven't lived up to it completely, but we've always widened the the arc of commitment and included more and more people.
5: This marked the last leg of the president's long European trip. The Fed meeting today, and they've decided to leave interest rates as they are. This is SRN
4: News. Have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family, and I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg,
5: see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com.
2: We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25, Metal Park, Road, Metal, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalsconsumeraccess.org Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rack Animalist number 65233. 3. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
6: Mike Gallagher. The Mike Gallagher Show. You know why there's not going to be a 9-11 style investigation into January 6th? Because they're going to have to get to the identity of the Capitol Police officer who shot and killed Ashley Banner. Because she's the only person who died as a result of the actions of the rioters. Everybody else died of natural causes. There wasn't a police officer hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. It never happened. Those were lies. The Democrats hope it goes away. The Mike Gallagher Show,
0: weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250 the answer.
4: Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org slash employment
2: swim trunks and milk whether you're on vacation or getting groceries if you don't make a list chances are you'll forget something the same is true in retirement if you want to make sure you haven't overlooked anything roy and jason locks at the synergy group can help they have a checklist to help you find out if you're on the right track for retirement take the checklist challenge if you can check all the boxes on the list with confidence you may be ready for retirement if not, the Synergy Group can help you address any potential costly mistakes. For the complimentary checklist, visit synergygroupinc.com/checklist. See if you've got it right. Take the checklist challenge today at synergygroupinc.com/checklist. That's synergygroupinc.com/checklist firm provides insurance services securities offered through jw Cole financial member finra sipc investment advice offered through jw Cole advisors jw Cole financial and jw Cole advisors are not affiliated with the synergy group inc investing involves risk including the potential loss of principal
0: am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer pgp pittsburgh a division of salem media group listen on the answer mobile app smart speakers tune in iheart or radio.com stuck in traffic we've got the answer
1: Looks like those outbound delays in the Parkway East have finally cleared out after that earlier crash. Inbound still looking pretty backed up, especially 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Speed's getting down to around 10 miles an hour in some spots. Also congested, inbound Parkway West, Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound 28 slows from Butler Street to the Highland Park Bridge. Outbound 65, about a five-minute delay from 19 to the McKees-Rocks Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather.
6: Clear and cool tonight. A jacket may come in handy. We'll see a low tonight of 46. For tomorrow, brilliant sunshine, a nice day on tap. Great day to be outside. We'll see a high of 76. Partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low of 57. We'll see increasing cloudiness for Friday. We'll reach a high Friday of 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
0: Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The
3: Answer. How about some sports? Uh, And this is another one of those sports stories that's bigger than sports. Um, Baseball used to be America's favorite pastime. Hasn't been for a long, long time. But the sport is in big trouble. Pitchers have been cheating by using sticky stuff. And it's ruining the game, big time. Barry Sverluga is a columnist for the Washington Post. He's written about it. He joins us now. Barry, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So let me just let you know, before we get started here, um, I'm a former sports guy. I've covered sports for 40 years, still cover it to some degree, uh, and a former baseball announcer. I did three years of minor league play-by-play. And uh, baseball used to be my favorite sport. And just so I just want to let you know, to be fair, uh, I have a very cynical attitude about Major League Baseball in general, and I've had it for a long time, and almost to the point that Major League Baseball is dead to me. But uh, this, I still find this kind of stuff very interesting. So I appreciate you uh, coming on the show, and I, uh, the piece that you wrote is really interesting, so I wanted to get a chance to talk to you about it. I appreciate you coming on. So uh, um, let's just start with, uh, with uh, what is the sticky stuff, and how does it help a pitcher?
9: Well, it can be all manner of things. Um, Anything as simple as sunscreen to time tar um, to some sort of concoction and combination of a lot of different things um, made in some cases by clubhouse attendants, refined by pitchers. Um, And in the most benign case, um, pitchers and even some hitters would say um, that any sort of sticky stuff applied in Kind of uh, a mild manner allows a pitcher to grip an inherently slick baseball better and have better control. And that in, if again, in the most benign interpretation, um, can prevent injury because fewer pitchers get away, pitches get away from, um, from pitchers and ride up and in and, and potentially get in the head area. What's happened here is that kind of practice, which has long been kind of, condoned on the side by major league baseball has gotten out of control and pitchers who throw harder than they ever have before have used more of these substances, more advanced substances to gain an even better grip on the ball. And that's affecting uh, spin rate, which we now can quantify because all ballparks are outfitted with camera systems that um, show how fast uh, baseball spin coming out of a, a pitcher's hand. Why does spin rate matter? It matters because it helps, Balls break harder and more. Um, it can affect the flight of the pitch. It puts hitters at a further disadvantage, and this is one element that has really offset the balance of baseball as a whole. Right now, pitchers mm-hmm. dominate the game. They throw harder than they ever have before. They're throwing pitches that break harder than they did before, and hitters are at a woeful disadvantage to the point where one in f- four major league hitters strikes out in a given um, plate appearances. So the game is off balance, as this is, and this is one reason why.
3: Yeah, and, and how widespread is the use now, and how long has everybody in baseball been aware of it uh, being used to this degree?
9: Well, I mean, it's just kind of not quantifiable and more anecdotal. Um, I can say that if you talk to people uh, in the game, pitchers, former pitchers, um, executives, uh, widespread would be accurate. Does that mean... That it's 75% of pitchers, um, yeah. perhaps. And again, um, really what we're, what you can't quantify and what MLB is trying to rein in is what's the difference between a pitcher who's genuinely trying to gain it to grip the ball so he doesn't one ride up and in and what's the uh, percentage of pitchers who have kind of concocted this stuff and put it in use so that they can gain better break on, on their break- breaking pitches and create an unfair advantage. Um, that's the gray area, and that's what MLB... It's it's pretty extraordinary for them to step in with a, what amounts to a rules change, even though the rule was in place before because they're going to be enforcing it at such a high level now. When they weren't enforcing it at all, it pretty much kind of changes the rules. To do that midseason uh, is an extraordinary step and, a, and an acknowledgement by the league that they had a real problem on its hands.
3: Well, here's the thing, though, Barry... Um... Rosin has been, you know, having a rosin bag on the mound has always been, it's always been there. I don't know how long sunscreen has been around, but stuff that feels like sunscreen has been around. Um, Why is it, is it the combination of the fact that pitchers can throw so hard now, uh, much harder than they could before? So many more can, you know, get it up around 100 miles an hour. Uh, and, and then the combination of those guys who throw that hard using this stuff? Because a rosin bag and all that stuff, that's, none of that stuff is new to baseball, I mean. So,
9: a really interesting point. And I talked to one former Major League pitcher yesterday who, you know, I suggested, well, should we just make sure, go just go back to rosin and, and have that be the only allowable substance for a pitcher to, to dry off his hand from sweat? And, and this guy said, why even allowed rosin those rosin bags were allowed from the days when players wore wool jerseys and wool caps and and didn't have breathable fibers and weren't changing their shirts uh you know every other inning to get the sweat off them. Um, why not put a towel at the back of the mound and just have them be able to uh, dry off their hand with the towel and get the foreign substance out of there um, but to your larger point uh yes, the reason that Um, even if it was just rosin or or a small amount of pine tar or whatever it is, all the stuff that's been around for years, um, the reason that it's coming to a head now is because um, the root of all evil in in baseball right now is power, is velocity. Um, When MLB began being able to quantify uh how fast pitches were going um in kind of an exact science back in two thousand seven when they put in these systems known as pitch FX at the time in every ballpark. Um the average fastball was more than two and a half miles an hour slower than it is now. If you think about that, that's only fifteen seasons of use. Two and a half miles per hour might not sound like a lot, but when you consider that's the average over the entire league and now the average fastball is approaching 94 miles per hour. Um, that's an, an, an enormous increase, and a really an increase in which the hitters have had nothing to combat it with um, in that same amount of time. The mound is still 60 feet, 6 inches from the plate. Um, the hitters have responded by trying to jack those fastballs out of the park, have really valued launch angle over contact. Uh, and the result has been far fewer balls in play, far fewer men on base, far less action, uh, and kind of a strikeout, homer, walk kind of game that is, has that is deadened the action.
3: And, and setting the science aside uh, for a minute, <clears throat> just baseball as baseball, why has not there been more of an outcry from the hitters? Uh, if this is, I, mean, I think this qualifies as cheating. I think it's a lot like a spitball. Uh, which, you know, uh, and I, I can remember guys, umpires checking hitters for, um, for nail files to see if they were scuffing the ball, nicking the ball. I mean, the pitchers have been trying to do this for 100 years, but I'm just surprised that the hitters uh, haven't uh, uh, called, called them out on it. And and why haven't the hitters gone to the league and said, hey, we can't hit this stuff. I, you, you quote a guy in your story that says it's not even worth taking a bat up to the plate sometimes.
9: Right. Again, some of these guys with the way they throw, you know, cut fastballs and sliders, that can be the case. You're talking about 97 mile an hour pitches with break and bite uh, that, that are really unfair. Um, I'd go back to something I'd said before, the hitters have been sold by some of the pitchers that those pitchers need that tack on the ball in order to be able to control it when they're maxing out. Now the counter to that, and this was brought up by a couple of people I talked to yesterday including for former um, major league reliever, Jerry Blevins, who's been kind of outspoken about all this. Um, the idea needs to be that if you need that much tack, that much sticky stuff on the ball in order to um, throw it at max effort at a hundred percent of, of what you can, then you don't, you shouldn't need the sticky stuff. What you should do is rein in the effort with which you're throwing it so that you can throw it accurately and with control. And so, that's the gap that this might help get back. You might be have to say to pitchers, you no longer have that security blanket, that you have this extra grip on the ball. And in order to make sure that these pitches aren't sailing all over the place, you're going to have to throw at 95% of your max effort. And does that reel back the, the velocity and therefore get the, the hitters a better chance? We won't know until the end of this season what effect the enforcement of these rules will have but it's going to have a, a, some effect um, we just we'll just have to see what the degree is
3: we're talking to Barrys Verluga. he's the uh, he's a column the sports columnist at The Washington Post the headline of his column is baseball's disease is unchecked power and sticky stuff is just another symptom um, I I've, I've seen people like Reggie Jackson uh, and other former players. Uh, say that they have a tough time even watching games anymore. Uh, and this this is obviously part of it. Too many strikeouts, not enough hits, uh, not enough balls in play, and all that stuff. How much trouble is baseball in if they don't fix this, Barry?
9: I think they're in a significant amount of trouble. It's become a very localized niche sport. Um, fans tend to root for for their team and be invested in their team and their market and not have a real good... Appreciation for or desire to watch, you know, the stars of the game or a national broadcast, um, you know, playoff and World Series ratings are tend to be down unless there are big, uh, market teams, um, involved. But I also think, you know, we have to acknowledge that this sport has always ebbed and flowed and there have been lulls in offense and lulls in pitching, um, over the course of the game's development. Right now, Major League hitters are combining for a, a combined batting average of 238. That's the lowest combined batting average since the summer of 1968, which was infamously known as the year of the pitcher. Um, hitters that year hit 237. What did they do then? They lowered the mound. They tried to even the balance back out, um, and, they, and they did. I mean, average picked up. Run scoring picked up. Action picked up. I think that's what's going to have to happen now. Um there's going to have to be adjustments. This sticky stuff policing is going to be one of them, but I think there are going to have to be more drastic elements as well. Um that could include moving the rubber back further so that players have time um more time to react to a pitch. Keep in mind the rubber was positioned at 16 uh, 60 feet 6 inches in the late 1800s. Think about how much bigger and stronger the average pitcher would be from the late 1800s to 2021. The, the field has not changed in its dimension. The players have outgrown it in their size and strength. Um, it's silly to think that there wouldn't be some adjustment uh, in that playing surface, and I, I think that's probably something that's to come in the next few seasons.
3: Wow, that's something I didn't know, that the mound was 62 points, was two feet further back toward uh, second base, uh... No, no, no. And, and, sorry, sixty. It was
9: it was put at sixty feet six inches in in the late eighteen hundreds, and it's remained there ever since. Even as players have grown bigger and bigger and stronger oh, okay. over time.
3: Okay, yeah. Uh, how is this different from steroids? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, steroids um, and home runs made the games more entertaining. Strikeouts and walks and and guys not getting on base and uh, three and a half hour games because every at bat you know requires eight or ten pitches. Uh, that ain't making the game exciting.
9: Correct. I mean, if you want to look at it in what's more egregious cheating, I mean, I think you could simply say anabolic steroids are illegal in this country and sunscreen is not. Um, So, you know, there's one, one is, I would say, is more nefarious than the other. Um, But if you want to look at the product on the field, um, it wasn't just the home runs during the steroid era that made things uh, interesting. It was... Doubles to the gap. It was. I mean, yeah. I would argue that you get a solo home run. The interest in that play lasts about the three or four seconds that the ball needs to travel out of the yard, and then you're walk, walking a guy, or watching a guy. You know, stroll That's around right. the bases. That's not very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, men on first and second. A ball into the right field corner. Think of the number of things, places your eye has to go: to the fielder digging out the ball, to the runner rounding third, to the third base coach is he waving him home or? St- st- uh, thro- stopping him is the cutoff man in line is he throwing over the cutoff man there 's infinitely more action in the say fourteen or fifteen seconds of that play um, than there is in, in a solo home run. A game these days is too typically three to two with four solo home runs um, that 's not enough action to sustain as you said over three and a half hours.
3: Last thing, uh, uh, we're finishing up here with Barry Verluga uh, of the Washington Post. 10 game suspension with pay doesn't seem like a penalty that's going to scare anybody. That's the one that they put in.
9: Well, I, I would just say that it's not just the pay, no pay. It is the are you letting down your team or not letting down your team? Um, are okay. you in to try to win? Or, or I mean, that's going to be the issue. But I think, um, you know, it sounds like from the procedures they announced yesterday, with multiple checks for starting pitchers uh, and regular checks for relievers, it's going to be difficult to um, figure out a way to put, you know, goop on your hat or in your belt or wherever, all the places that the pitchers have become accustomed to putting it uh, in the past. This is for some pitchers, this is going to be a major adjustment because they come to rely on this stuff to, as I said, max out their effort. Um, we're going to learn something about, which pitchers were relying on it too heavily because their spin rate is going to come down. That, that, as I said, is quantifiable now. And in all likelihood, their performance is going to come down as well um, because they won't be able to you know, throw breaking balls as hard. And, and perhaps we'll have to rein in their delivery and, and lose some velocity.
3: Hey, Barry, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Uh, the, uh, the, the column, you can find it at WashingtonPost.com. It's uh, some really good stuff in there about what's happening with baseball and how they have, uh, they have an issue they got to fix. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, we'll be right back.
1: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout.
7: That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? owing taxes to the irs or state can be stressful and ignoring them can make your situation worse at federal tax law group we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the irs fresh start program our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution with over two decades of experience our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest call federal tax law group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at FederalTaxLawGroup.com.
6: This is an urgent warning for any American with an IRA or 401k. Our federal debt is now over $28 trillion and growing faster by the second. What no one is telling you is the Fed is running out of ways to fight this growing burden. Inflation is the only way out. As a result, your retirement portfolio could be in serious trouble. Learn how you can protect your life savings with safe haven assets like physical gold and silver. Call 855 908 zero zero three nine now and speak to a professional at gold co representatives are standing by to give every caller a free precious metals ira guide with steps you can take to secure your financial future with precious metals call eight five five nine zero eight zero zero three nine now The pros at Gold Co. have helped thousands of satisfied Americans own gold and silver inside their portfolios to protect against the rising threat of inflation. Pick up your phone now and dial 855-908-0039. Representatives are standing by. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet?
0: I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll
5: get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day.
0: That would be amazing. (laughs) What's it called again? Select Quote. Just call or go to
5: selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop, you save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company
0: and other factors. Not available in all states. The John Wall Show. AM 1250, The Answer.
3: A couple of things here to finish up. Uh, first of all, on the baseball issue, uh, I'm always kind of amused, uh, at least lately, uh, when you hear about um, baseball trying to make uh, a level playing field and not allowing one team or one person to get an advantage by uh, by whatever means. And this is a league or a, a, an organization, Major League Baseball, that allows one team to have a $250 million payroll because they're in Los Angeles and expect a team in Pittsburgh to, to try to compete with that even with a $100 million payroll. So they're not really all that interested in level playing fields. That's why baseball stinks these days. So they can talk all they want about the cheating, uh, pitchers getting an advantage, but there's a a built-in advantage every time they throw a pitch in baseball uh, by having more money than the team you're playing against. And also, I want to reiterate what I said about Walt Walt hire. That guy, if you missed our first uh, half hour, a guy who actually went through transgender the whole experience and went from a man to a woman. Um, and he says now it's ridiculous. It, it can't happen. It doesn't happen. You're a man and you're a woman, and that's what you're going to be until the day you die. And that guy needs to get much, much more exposure. He needs to be seen and heard everywhere uh, to end this insanity. And I always like having him on. Might be my favorite guest to have on ever. Walt Hire. But anyway, thanks for listening today. We'll see what I come up with tomorrow. Bye. The John
0: Steigerwald
4: Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.